Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to Star Trek Drake, a Star Trek Adventures actual play starring me, ELH, as Game Master. And of course, I have lovely players, but we'll get to them in a moment. Before we go any further, I do have a quick few announcements. Uh, the first is that coming soon on Monday evenings will be the Showa Station game. It will be a station-based game set in the exact same year and era as the Drake game, which means we might see some cameos, we might see some crosstalk, we'll just sort of play it by ear and see what happens. Um, the other announcement I have is just that kind of thing I've been doing for almost a month now and saying that, hey, I've got a cool new book out, and I'd really appreciate it if you gave it a read and uh, left a review, even if you hated it, because review is still engagement, so... Um, I don't think I've got anything else, so let's get uh, everyone introduce themselves and their characters. We'll run the intro and we'll uh, we'll get started. So, Peter, what you got? Hey, everyone. I am Peter, or Petrus Aquinas. Um, I play the Zindi primate captain, Thalen. You're a spy. You're up next. I'm your spy, or Jeremy. I play uh, the ship's chief engineer, uh, A.C. Chatham. Jeff, you're up next. I'm Jeff, also known as Sunbay Online, and I am playing the Exo, a human, uh, Commander Tucker Cole. And certainly last but not least. Uh, my name is Randy, also known as Dr. Nemesis on Discord, and I play the Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Earl Ezekiel Langerhausen, better known as uh, Early. Very nice. And with that, let's get that shiny intro that Techno Nerd so gracefully did for us. And welcome back. So, something we do at the top of every session here is we have somebody do an opening log, and uh, I believe it once again falls to Captain Thalen. So, Peter, take it away. Indeed. Captain Starlog, Stardate 0542.6. The Drake's mission to save the Sahapra colonists was a success. Only one fragment hit a planet, and Thankfully, it was the Class L Sahapra 4. So, after quite the party with the colonists on Sahapra 2, we are beginning uh, to, bring, to start a backtrace of the interstellar object that struck the rogue planet, causing the emergency. While the object itself continues unimpeded on its merry way through the galaxy, it is important we find where this thing came from, especially because of the substance that we found on its surface. The science team, Lieutenant Zijin, have begun, the, begun their analysis of the substance. Perhaps we'll have some answers for this mystery in the not-too-distant future. On a personal note, 
the food from Sahapur 2, especially the lobster chicken gumbo, was absolutely amazing, and I got the recipe from the governor. I have not, unfortunately, been able to reproduce it. The, uh, the food synthesizers just don't do it justice, and um, <clears throat> I have been banned from the galley for trying to make it. Something about being a menace in the kitchen. Well, I'd best get to the science lab. The senior staff are going to discuss what our next steps are and what the options are regarding this mysterious substance. End log. Very nice. And since you made me laugh, you may have one momentum. So we start today's session in one of the science labs aboard the Drake. And to say there's a science lab on a, on a starship like the Drake is something a little strange because the Drake is initially built as a battleship because it's it's one of those still fresh on the tail end of that whole Romulan war feel. So they built the, the ship in mind with obviously tactical ability in mind. So the fact that you even have a science station is actually kind of amazing. Um, by that same token, it's not the largest science lab in the world. I would say it's maybe about the size of sickbay, uh, if I'm being generous, which means that there's about three or four workstation. There is a central sort of column where currently the sample of the strange substance, that blue shimmering crystal substance is being held behind a force field. And to say that all of you are packed in there isn't quite right but also to say you've got wiggle room also isn't quite right it's your close quarters i think is how i want to put it um but it is the captain it is the doctor it is the commander it is uh ac as well and zaijin is there and zaijin is just finishing up her report and as she does so she points at the substance behind the control or behind the force field and says and best I can tell, Captain and everyone else, uh, we're looking at a very radioactive and mutagenic substance. It's capable of self-replication, and it has signs that it's a living organism. Now, is it sentient? No. But the fact it can reproduce on this level is uh, slightly concerning. Uh, I've had to destroy several samples because they were in danger of breaking containment. Um, if that wasn't worrying enough, the energy contained in one of the samples was enough to, well, power a phase pistol for a little bit, or about five megajoules if you really care. But uh, that's all we can really tell at the moment. Uh, we've run pretty much every standard battery we could think of, and that's all we've been able to figure out. Well, nicely done, but I've got two questions for you right off the bat. Yeah, sure. First off, got, sir. the energy coming out of this um, space crystal liquid monster, uh, is it interacting with biological tissue like ionizing radiation? Do we need to be shielding ourselves from it lest we get space tumors? Well, best I can tell, it's not so much a cancerous radiation. It is somewhere between gamma and theta, which... I don't even think there's a word like this is a new type of radiation that we're dealing with here. Could it be cancerous? Possibly, but unless we expose someone or something, I just couldn't tell you. Well, Captain, in that regard, I'd probably like to recommend that we start doing some medical screenings of all the crew to see if anything weird starts happening to their uh, their DNA. Um, and uh, the second question I have, you said it wasn't sentient. Now, how, how do we know that? 
What if it's just really weird and we can't communicate with it? I'm, I mean, you raise a good point. And Zaijin's like, it's, again, Zaijin's one of those species of Drella that you don't really see an expression, but you could definitely hear like, oh, I never thought of that in her voice. And she's like, um, I mean, I, I did try to throw the universal translator at the sounds it was making and the radiation it was putting off, but the universal translator wasn't able to suss out any language or any language that we would know of. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. Excellent work. Great job. Thank you, sir. I have a, I have a question, if I may. Uh, of course, sir. You said you've indicated that, that you've separated and then had to, had to destroy several several individual subsamples. Correct. Did the main mass or did other samples you had in the lab react when that occurred? No, best I could tell, it wasn't so much that they were connected, if I understand where your question was going. They did not react to the destruction of the other samples. Wondering if they're entangled. Good thing. That's my thought. Yeah. You're muted, Sambe, as is tradition. <laughs> Always one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how did you destroy the samples that you have? I followed standard containment procedures, sir. Uh, I dumped it into an incineration bay, which, to my knowledge, uh, basically is a targeted bay where we just dump phaser power into it until it evaporated. So, and it, the and you said you did several samples. Did each sample, subsequent samples, take longer to destroy? Require more power? Looking to see if it. Had, tried to adapt to whatever you raise, a, you raise a very good point, sir. And I think that's actually going to be with the complication that Shizno redeemed. And actually, you guys just got a good redeem from chat as well. Uh, so you're up to two momentum. But I think that's going to be the uh, complication is that when Zaijin looks at her logs and says, huh, you know what? And I, you know, I, I, I kind of just wrote it off as uh, drift. But yeah, now that I look at the data, it seems that it took approximately two to four microseconds longer with each different sample. Hmm. But it was all still the same type of energy, just a longer duration. Correct. Okay. Uh oh. So it, it just means adapting? it took more energy. It took more energy to destroy it each time. Yeah. As it became more and more resistant to it, perhaps. Could be we got a tiger by the tail. Uh, exactly, and I'm. We'll be happy to see this thing off the ship, sir. I'd like to. I'd like to uh, to have the transporter room maintain a constant lock on this so that we can uh, transport it off the ship immediately, if I, necessary. I agree with that assessment, PC. I have another proposal. Can can we? Because I don't like saying weird alien space crystal water. Uh, could we start calling it until we've got a better name for it? After the scientist who's uh, discovered the source of it, uh, we called it Zygenium for now. Yeah, that sound good. I mean, it sounds like an element to me. No objections. Zygenium. How do you feel about that, Lieutenant? I feel a little weird, but at the same time, a little giddy. So I'm on. I'm on board with this. Well, it's going I'm, in your jacket one way or another. So. I'm reaching down to the, the panel that's next to me, and I'm going to enter the name Zygenium into it so that it appears on the on the wall next to the next to the uh, 
substance. Early leans over closer to the uh, science officer and says, now what we really need to hope is it doesn't turn out to be some sort of doomsday space virus, because then I've just done you a terrible turn. Yeah, yeah, you've kind of stained my name for all eternity, but I'm sure it'll be fine. All right. You'll be all set, I'm sure. Even if it does end up bad, you know, your name will be in the history books. So... Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess the good news, sirs, is that thanks to the unique radiation that the substance is putting off, I think we have a direction to fly in. What's our heading? And she rattles off a heading that is, if you were looking at a star map and you were imagining Sol uh, was maybe just an inch, or is it two inches below the galactic center, she basically mm-hmm. describes a galactic south uh, direction. Okay. All and right. what else is in that direction? Unknown, uh, sir. Uh, it is a uh, unexplored region of space known as the Coda Sector. And best I knew, uh, there was a new starbase being constructed out that way. But uh, I haven't heard anything more about that recently. C-O-D-A? Uh, K-O-T-T-A. I asked. All right. Well, I believe we should set a course there. Um, Do long range sensors detect anything in that direction that we should be aware of? Or we'll just find out when we get there. Well, since you brought it up, let's make it a roll. That way you can uh, get some momentum here. So yeah, uh, whoever wants to roll for Zygen, she is rolling a, uh, let's do a control in science, and the ship will assist her with a sensor science. And the difficulty on this is just a one, so hopefully some momentum for you. Okay. I have the ship up. I don't think any of her focus is applied, does it look like. I mean, sensor operation? I was going to say, I think I gave her sensor operation, and that definitely applies. Okay, so let's do that, and... Okay, starting off with two successes and a complication. All right, so you guys do get one momentum. So the complication is going to be when Zaijin looks, she says, yes, sir, I'm seeing a uncharted star system uh, approximately seven light years out. And oh, that's that's odd, sir. Um, if I read these sensor readings correct, there are about four or five more of those Zygenium rocks that are traveling away from the star system that we're headed towards. Oh boy. Um, When we get closer, let's um, calculate the trajectory of those objects um, to make sure they're not headed into any populated systems. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Since Zygen is a science officer, she'll ask that free question on your behalf. yeah, sir. Uh, you're not going to like this either. I've got one of the rocks is going to hit Kate in about 200 years. Kate being the Cation homeworld. Um, I've got another that's going to hit Ryza in about 350. The other two are going towards, is is that Bajor? I th- yeah, that looks like Bajor. And then, oh, that's fun. Uh, the fourth rock is apparently going to hit uh, the Wolf 359 system in about 600 years. Well, there's not much in that system, but I'm sure that Risa would be a problem. Kate, definitely a problem. Well, the good news, sir, I'm not terribly sure what Bajor is, but... Uh, It's, uh, if I remember correctly, sir, it's a newly discovered planet with uh, 
new aliens known as the Bajorans, but I haven't looked too far into it. Yeah, cool. Well, maybe we'll head that way at some point, you know, but we'll at least want to uh, divert the rock. So. Yeah. No, the good news, sir, is we have several centuries in which to do so. Well, assuming yes. they don't accelerate or change course. Uh, that is yeah. a fair point, sir. They're pretty energetic. So. I believe the human expression they might, uh, is they might tempting have like a fate. Eruption. At the very I least, we should report it. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah, sure. Let Fleet uh, decide what to, what we should yeah. do about it. Finesse. Good point, AC. I will, while we're on our way, I will send a report to Starfleet Command, see if they have any thoughts. I will give my recommendation. We'll see what they have to say. And All right as you say that, Captain, real quick, there is a sudden voom from the force field, and everybody turns to look. And the crystalline liquid blue substance, the Zygenium inside the force field, it's actually started to jut out like a crystal formation. I'm trying to think of the, what is that mineral name? Well, like a geode, you know, kind of that sort of blocky trapezoidal crystals kind of jutting out from the geode. It's now trying to get through the force field and just like every few seconds there's a vump or a viz or some form of discharge from the force field as it tries to break out. Going to run toward the door and uh, to, toward the 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 comp panel at the door, mm-hmm. and oh. uh, reach out to the transporter room to ask them to lock on and prepare to transport this off the ship. Okay. Do you want to transport the entire thing or just part of the sample? Uh, pro- I would love to transport just part of the thing, but if we can't do that in, you know. Five well, we, seconds. We do know where we can find an awful lot more of this stuff. We do, yes. <laughs> and We're getting it off the ship more. doesn't necessarily mean that it's gone either. Also true. Um, quickly, I would, if it, Saijin, run a quick scan. I don't know what changed. See if there's anything different. Uh, I'll help. Quickly. I attempt to assist her. So, well, why don't you take the lead on this one, uh, Dr. Early, because I believe you have a unique insight here. Why don't you do a reason and medicine? And oh, you're a doctor using a medical tricorder. So if I remember correctly, the difficulty is lowered for you. So instead of being a difficulty two, it's going to be just a difficulty one. Should Zygen assist? Yeah, give Zygen an assist with a uh, reason science. Good, because I, I don't have an applicable focus. I have an applicable value, but I don't think I want to go that route just this early. Mm-hmm. Would right. xenobiology appear at all? Interestingly sensors? enough, xenobiology would definitely apply here. Okay, cool. All right. Well, oh man, you guys are just really <laughs> loving these complications. Well, I mean, the good news is that's two successes overall. So now you're up to four momentum. But there is another complication. And what you see, Dr. Early, is that the substance is responding to the body heat, the thermal signatures of everyone in the science lab. And the complication is going to be that there's a massive flickering in the force field, and then the force field breaks. And the crystal juts out uh, like a bismuth crystal. Thank you, chat. Uh, like a about a two or three foot extension from the sample. It's still being contained uh, sort of in an anti-grav field, but it is no longer contained behind a force field. Whoa. Energize. Everybody try to remain still. It's reacting to our body heat, according to my readings. All right. So a couple things happening at once here. Uh, 
Lieutenant Commander AC, you're doing a transporter task. I'm going to say that this is a control engineering on your part. It is a difficulty of three. Let me do the quick, yeah, difficulty of three. And actually I'm gonna amend that since you're calling the transport room. It's a presence engineering and it is still a difficulty of three. And the ship? The ship is going to assist with a sensors engineering. And if things continue, there will probably be another complication and enough successes. Yes, I will probably need. This is a very complication-heavy crew. Apparently, yes. yeah. And you have four momentum if captain. you want it. This is what happens. Yeah, I'm gonna spend. I'm gonna spend. Um, what is it? Three of it to get two extra dice. Correct. Yep. Rolling four dice total. Nope. Wrong way. I believe in you. That makes one of us. <laughs> Let's see. There you go. The three you need. Okay, so, no complications. Yeah, no complications. That's really the, the real winner here. So the transporter beam, you know, kind of materializes or dematerializes the substance away. And there's just a slight flickering in the field. But after maybe three seconds have passed, the transporter room reports a uh, substance beamed off the starboard bow, sir. Do we follow containment procedures and destroy it with the phasers? Yes. You heard the captain. Aye, sir. Firing phasers. And, of course, there's no interior sound effect to the, the phasers firing, but after a moment, the transporter chief says, uh, sample destroyed, sir. Excellent. We don't want that hitting any other ship unawares. So, Thank you, transporter room. That'll be all. Transporter room out. I wonder why it started reacting to our body heat all of a sudden. I don't know. I mean, it may have just been taking that much time to notice the change in the ambient temperature, but still. Saijin, what is your, if you don't mind me asking, what's your ambient body temperature? Well, seems awful personal, sir. Oh, I don't mind answering. Uh, I understand humans are approximately using your archaic Fahrenheit system, it's about 97.3 to about 98.9, if I remember the correct ranges. Yeah, it's about accurate. Thereabouts. Yeah. Again, using the archaic scale because the game master doesn't know how to convert to Celsius off the top of his head. <laughs> I believe that mine is around about 180 degrees Fahrenheit on a good day. Huh. Interesting. I was wondering if perhaps it was a little lower for why it wasn't reacting, but maybe... Huh. Sir, that, uh, that definitely does seem to be like a a sensory reaction. It, it seems to have been, been able to notice which uh, ambient bits of temperature were not area lights or the reactor a few decks away, but instead which things were, were critters. Pinpoint, yeah. So it definitely I mean, has I'm some increasingly sort of worried that we're dealing response. with a new life form here, like a uh, complex one, maybe one that uh, has uh, a story to tell. If so, we just vaporized some of it. So hopefully that doesn't come to uh, bite us. Well, that, to be fair, that is a small amount compared to how much we destroyed previously. Um, there are obviously hefty ethical considerations at play. Yes. Now, recommend that we do another quick scan of the area where it was to make sure that all, all of it is Articles gone. are transported. Exactly. 
Zygen, of course, runs the scan. No roll required. Uh, nothing but uh, stellar dust out there, sir. Hmm. Nothing in the containment field room either. We're Since clean. There was a little. There was a little bit more flickering on the force field after we transported. So. Yeah, uh, AC. Why did the force field drop anyway? Did it get like shorted out or something? I don't really know how those things work. I'm not entirely sure, but I would love to apply my engineering mind to find that out. Sure, give me an insight engineering difficulty of two, and if you have anything related to force fields as a focus, definitely applies. Mm. By my count, I believe you have one momentum at the moment. Yes, I'm not yes. going to use it. No? Okay. The complication was, is Yeah. Uh yeah, uh, yeah so no, let's let, let's let's go with it. Let's go with it. All right. So zero successes with the complication is going to mean that you have no idea. In fact, when you run your engineering tricorder over this over the area, you're not getting data back from the force field containment modules or basically the black box of the force field. You're getting nothing back as if it were burnt out. I'm gonna have to tear this. I'm gonna have to have the team tear this whole room apart, sir. Oh. I'll see what I can find, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not optimistic. Some of the equipment is physically damaged. Wow, that is strange. That is extremely Glad our ship didn't get damaged by the being near that thing. I mean, the you know the whole asteroid covered in the stuff. Seems like it could have zapped us out any time if we just gotten the right distance to it. Or I guess right. if it had smelled us well, or something. While we're traveling, AC, um, make it a priority. I don't want us to be without our science lab coming up on a location that will probably require a great use of our science equipment. Understood, sir. And uh, Zaijin, if you can send uh, security the, the specs that we're required to destroy the sa uh, sample so we can put it on our phasers. So we can have that set for the security teams in case something is left on the ship and recommend we're going to have a security detail on the engineers as they're in here, just in case. I right, sir, I'll send that right away. There are no type of complications going to crop up. You're right about that. Wouldn't be Starfleet if everything went according to plan. Nope. I'm wondering, though, let's look at the logs here. Was there any atmosphere on that asteroid that we landed on? I know there wasn't a breathable one for us, but I mean, was there any at all? Hmm. So if you give me a momentum, we can uh, we can answer that question. Good call. We'll do it. OK. Yeah. Now that you actually look at the uh, atmospheric readings of the asteroid, I mean, you just took them at the time and didn't think much of it. But there is a uh, an atmosphere, or at least a very thin one of xenon. Well, it can't breathe xenon because, oh, well, sorry, I, I my character probably doesn't know that. Uh, could it be its native uh, atmosphere in that case? Because that means if we contain any more of it, we should probably put it in a jar with some xenon, you know, maybe a little twig and a leaf so it feels at home. If we get more of it, yeah. um, we'll have to up our um, containment protocols anyway. Well, I'm just wondering if it was struggling because it was in an unfamiliar environment. I mean, our, our atmosphere is full of all sorts of stuff it had probably didn't encounter on a daily basis. True. It's definitely an idea. 
Um, when we get closer, we'll reconsider whether or not we want to bring more of it on the ship. Um, I am a little hesitant at this point since it potentially could uh, pass through our force fields. As of this point, we don't know how it, how biomatter would react to it. So un until we know that it's safe, I, I think I would hesitate to bring it back on the ship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ELH, I have a question. Um, sure. I'm pretty sure, like, out of character that nothing could breathe xenon metabolically because it's a noble gas and won't really bind anything. Yep. Uh, but is, how would I establish whether or not my character knows that? Because he's, you know, he's a doctor, but he's not a chemist, you know. I mean, I would say that you would know it from a medical perspective, as you just sort of framed it, where you know that, as far as you're aware, nothing breathes it. But again, the galaxy is a very big place. Maybe there is something that breathes it. You just don't know. Sensible. Yeah, I mean, there there ain't nothing I can remember from school, which, fair enough, has been a minute. But uh, that uh, I don't think anything breathes xenon or any of the the stuff on the far side of the periodic table, you know, because yeah. uh, I don't know. It's only good for light bulbs or something. So this would be. Who knows? But maybe it just, you know, maybe it's it, it reacts poorly to our oxygen, nitrogen rich atmosphere on the uh, Drake. So Might I say Xenon if we get any more of it. Actually, sir, and Zygen speaks. Actually, sir, it just occurred to me is Xenon not the byproduct of the separation of air into oxygen and nitrogen? Maybe it was just trying to create its own sort of Xenon atmosphere around itself by consuming or extending into our atmosphere? Well, let me ask my science officer, uh, Lieutenant. Do you think that's right? Uh, and she kind of just, just, uh, just you kinda... know way better than I would. Sorry. <laughs> she just kind of stares at you and says, "I mean, it was just a theory I proposed, <laughs> but now that you say it, yes." <laughs> Sounds right to me. Well, maybe we was smothering it. <laughs> now, without any other sample, we can't really test that theory, unfortunately. Well, maybe we. Again, with all due precaution, perhaps we can test it when we get closer to the other objects. Sure enough, yeah. I just hope it wasn't something that has feelings, you know, because we was probably hurting them. So with that, uh, we enter into kind of nebulous time where if anybody has something they want to accomplish between point A and point B, speak now. But otherwise, we'll skip ahead. Oh, well, it looks like we got two. So uh, let's start with uh, Lieutenant Commander AC. What would you like to do? tear down this room or have the engineering team tear down this room and attempt to discover what went wrong. Okay. So I'm going to let you make the call, whether or not you're physically involved or just supervising. Um, if you're supervising, it's going to go off of presence engineering. If you're doing it yourself or have others assisting you, then that's going to be probably a control in engineering. I'll probably do it myself since it's a very unknown situation. Okay, so control engineering on your part, no assist from the ship. Uh, unfortunately, you're not in main engineering, so you don't get the uh, difficulty mm -hmm. decrease. I'm going to set the difficulty here at a three. So you probably are going to have to give me a threat or use your determination to have a shot at this. And uh, Revan's friend just uh, redeemed another complication, which I'm just going to save for the moment. Okay, I'm going to um, embrace my spirit of discovery to give us some momentum then. Okay, so I believe that is uh, your determination for three momentum. Yes. Complication, you pull a panel off the wall and you find where the cat's been going to the bathroom. Mm. Oh, that's... 
good thing I have other engineering people here to take care of that problem for me. And there's a security detail. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I will spend one and roll three dice. Okay. And I need to read and one. Survey says. Hey, there oh, wow. you go. There's four successes. You actually get a momentum back. Very nice. All right. And yeah, AC, what you find is that, yes, the reason the force field went down or was breached was because the energy of the force field was absorbed by the crystalline substance. So Zygenium was trying to absorb energy for something. Um, as far as why it burnt down and failed, well... I'm trying to think out of a classical example that's not going to go over everyone's head. Um, it's kind of well, like a lightning rod where, you know, the lightning itself is about a billion joules of energy in one strike. Mm-hmm. It's basically a lightning strike through the force field emitters uh, to the crystal, if you're following the analogy. Mm-hmm. So it burnt out everything along the path. All right. I will assign the team to repair this room because that should be, now that we know what's wrong, that should be a fairly standard process. Mm-hmm. Use the spare parts, replace them, and there you go. Yep. All right. Was that the only thing you wanted to accomplish, or did you have something more? I think that was pretty much it. I figured that, I figured getting bit to that point will take an amount of time. Mm. Uh, next, I believe we had Dr. Early. What did you want to have happen? Uh, yeah. Um, I would like to start thorough medical screenings of the crew members to see if anything's different from their baseline medical reports uh, since this uh, stuff was on the ship emitting a bunch of energy, starting with essential but off-duty personnel and kind of rotating in. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming that's a pretty slow process because you, you don't know what you're screening for, but, you know. It's a double-blind study in a way. Yeah, yeah. So, cool. But uh, I don't want to find out later that we're getting, like, you know, four-dimensional tumors or something, so. Four-dimensional. I'm going to have to save that one for later. Um, <laughs> no, you have doomed us. I have lung cancer. Wait, nope, bone cancer. Wait, nope, lung cancer again. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 new. Why don't you give me a presence in medicine difficulty of one after accounting for the fact that you're in sick bay, and if you have anything related to triage or xenobiology or anything like that as a focus, would apply. I have here. emergency medicine. He's 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 trained as a psychiatrist more than a. Yeah, I was gonna say emergency medicine. It's not quite an emergency. But hey. hey. I am extremely well read, though, and so uh, far as I am a walking <laughs> encyclopedia, I would like to say, uh, it, it, oh, if I can spend two momentum with the group's approval, that uh, I, uh, you know, I was actually just reading some medical journals that was talking about uh, the molecular decay is rea- uh, in reaction to electromagnetic radiation and different kinds of biology, you know, uh, and it seems super interesting. I think I might have a a pretty work good working knowledge of uh, of molecular biological decay or molecular biology i guess sure all right so that'll be my temporary focus for this game session Mm -hmm. uh so i do have a focus okay yeah uh and i will not spend any beyond that so the what does uh being in sickbay do for such a task it reduced the difficulty by one so initially was a difficulty two but now it's difficulty of one okie dokie two dice against difficulty one All right, two successes, meaning you get a momentum back. I have good news for you. There are no four-dimensional cancers to be found. (laughs) 
the uh, yet. <laughs> the neutral news is that your cat, which I forget if we've named the cat yet, Anomaly. Um, uh-huh. The cat is uh, pregnant. You don't know where. You don't know how, but the cat Ooh. is pregnant. Hey, uh, bridge. This is sick bay. Uh, does anybody else on the crew have a pet cat? And so Ricky just Senpai. slowly turns. That sounds like a really good question to bother the Ensign. bridge. <laughs> I may or may not have a cat, sir. Oh, well, that's a huge relief because uh, Anomaly appears to be with child. And I was worried it was Parthenogenesis, which would have been very frightening. Don't want no new time kittens. I, I I don't know how this could have happened, sir. I... I it, my my cat stays in my quarters. Well, you see, when one cat really through. likes another cat. No, I understand uh, the process, <laughs> sir. I just. Oh dear. Should I? Should I go review the security logs of my my quarters? I'm not terribly concerned big deal. about it. We just needed to know that it came from something normal. Yeah. Okay. Or more Time. normal. It's hard to bring it up. Thanks. Sick bay out. No problem, Doctor. Okay. Was uh, <laughs> was that all you wanted to have happen, Doctor Early? Fantastic. Yeah, that's it. Thank okay. you. Okay, let's uh, let's give Sambay and uh, Peter here a chance. Did either of you two have anything while we're on the subject? I just continue to stare at the back of uh, Instant Ricky's head. It just kind of you, slowly uh, shaking my head. Would you like to roll to see if you can bore through it and maybe fix him? I have an opportunity to give him some training, you know. I mean, uh, I don't want to risk the uh, complications on that one. Yeah, is there such I thing as a diff six check? <laughs> there is actually. Too many success. All right, so Commander Cole is just eyeing uh, Ensign Ricky, giving him the death look. Uh, what about you, yeah. Captain? What do you got? I am half tempted to have the captain go to his quarters, rep, uh, synthesize a hot plate, and try to continue cooking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is going to end badly, but well, you brought it up. We got to do it now. I mean, yep. <laughs> got to commit to it. So yeah, you go to your quarters, you get a hot plate, and as we see in Strange New Worlds, Captain Quarters are actually very nice, like far better than what we saw in the original series. I mean, Pike had a literal fireplace in his quarters, yep. so I, I think it's fair to say that you have some form of cooking apparatus in your uh, in your office slash ready room. I get the distinct um, impression that part of Kirk's quarters just wasn't fit for broadcast, so it might have been pretty big. Ah, uh, well, you know, to see it. it is Kirk, if we're being fair. Um, I'm trying to think what in the world a uh, test would be. Why don't we call this? I think daring might be involved here. Yeah, I definitely, on... I definitely, I definitely think daring. But I'm thinking, is it science? Is it con? Is it command? Why don't we call it science? Let's let's call it a daring and a science difficulty of two. Okay. Astronomy. Um, would cultural studies come into play? <laughs> Probably not. I mean, you are mimicking some some cooking methods that were taught to you by a new culture last time. So this I mean, is true. I'll give it to you. Sure, why not? Okay, let's let's see what happens. Well, you get one success. So, do you want to fail or succeed at cost? I want to succeed at cost. Let's succeed see what happens cost. here. 
So, Captain, you finally are able to reproduce the lovely gumbo from our lovely benefactor, the governor on the planet. However, it comes at a high price. And by high price, I mean that now your ready room slash office, the bridge, pretty much all of deck seven, you know, kind of that underside of the saucer section, just reeks of lobster. (laughs) Just absolutely just fills everyone's nostrils. Now... For the moment, it's a pleasant lobster cooked smell, not a lobster left out for weeks smell. But you're probably going to want to deal with that at some point. I probably won't notice this until I step out of my quarters. Yeah. Um, and, when you, and when you step out of your quarters, you start seeing, because Cole's already noticed and he's getting engineering down to AC to start finding out where people the come into my quarters. From. Is there a problem, Commander? Sir, we got this odd smell coming, dominating all of Deck 7. Got Uh, engineering trying to figure out where it's coming from. (laughs) Two engineering techs walking walking down the bridge. uh, The scrubbers and what's this going to do? This is part of the Zygen's fragment? The captain kind of looks at his feet for a minute. Um... That 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 that's um that's my fault. I I was cooking. You're welcome to try some. XO Engineering hazmat team en route to the bridge. <laughs> Roger, you've pinpointed it. I'm gonna press the wall panel. Uh, Commander AC, we we don't need hazmat. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> It, this this was a, this was my cooking attempt. It, it's fine. It it wasn't a disaster. Well, I do have a complication saved up. Oh no! There's just a muffled thump from behind you in your quarters, and you turn to look, and maybe Cole, you look past him. The pot that was uh, containing the gumbo has. Well, I mean, you've probably seen videos of pressure cookers when they go off and just spew it everywhere, and maybe damage the oven it's sitting on. Yeah, it's that, but a little bit worse. It's all over the kitchen. It's all over the ceiling. Even a little bit got uh, all the way to your bookshelf, even. Oh, not my books. I would just like us to all agree right now that if we lose the ship over this, we all make up a story to tell Starfleet that isn't we blew it up trying to cook gumbo. <laughs> it's, it's I would sooner say a space cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Romulans just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah, space. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure you don't need hazmat, sir? Canceling the hazmat team, sir. <laughs> Sending a fire uh. control team, sir. <laughs> uh, Bridge, we, we, we've we got uh, activating fire suppression system in, in captain's ready room. Now all my books are wet. Yeah, well, Great. that's the thing, is that actually, if uh, from what we see on TNG as anything, any indication, it doesn't actually work like a, a sprinkler would. Yeah, um, it, what it does is it field. sort of seals the area in a force field and then just evacuates all the air. So, if anything, your books are now vacuum pressed. Gonna see Balin like wince in pain. <laughs> well, bridge damage control fires out. The smell seems to be dissipated a little bit too. Well. um... I suppose I should uh, clean this up. Uh, 
yeah, I don't need the rest of the crew seeing this. I will handle this myself. Thank you, Commander. Oh, and I'm just going to we... walk in the door, <laughs> close the door. <laughs> AC, so Captain doesn't want the crew to know about a cooking experiment. So he's cleaning up the ready room. But what do we tell all of Deck 7? Uh, damage We're working control on the smell. Uh, what smell? That's a damage control drone. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. There we go. Yes, it was a it was okay. a foreign substance purification and and uh, fire management drill. Early oh, makes a note to himself to uh, tonight when he's doing his uh, nightly reading before going to bed. He's going to look up whether or not uh, any uh, Zindi ships have been lost to cooking accidents. Maybe it's like a a thing they do, you know. <laughs> Roasted marshmallows over their warp cores or whatever. Yeah, so standing down DC teams, engineering out. Oh, that bit was everything I wanted. All right. <laughs> so oh, cause um, of cause of disaster, gumbo. Yeah, gumbo. <laughs> we we have destroyed the ship over gumbo. All right. So just as for sort of a point of clarification, um, to get to where the substance originated from, that sort of star system that you found on long range sensors, you have to pass by some of the chunks of Zygenium that are, of course, going to Cade and to Ryza, etc. Do you want to stop at one of those rocks, or do you want to continue to the unknown star system? Um, should we should we mark them at least? We like mark the, the first one Yeah, with a warning buoy. Let's mark these on the way. Um, kind of a touch and go down warping sort of deal. Uh, Good news is that uh, dropping a warning buoy is pretty much the same as uh, firing off a probe. It doesn't cost anything, and there's no roll required. So for sake of argument, let's say you've marked three out of the four asteroids that are kind of slowly tumbling through space. Which one did we miss just for? Uh, the one going to Bajor. So I'm sure okay. it'll be fine. Yeah, everything's fine. Yeah, it's a, that nothing bad ever happens on Bajor. So. Yeah, not, not at all. It cause a wormhole or anything. No, no, nothing like that. But yeah. So after you've marked everything and you arrive in the unknown star system, what you see is a little bit fantastic. And what I mean by that is it is a trinary star system, or there are three suns that are orbiting themselves uh, rather than a cool. binary star or a single star. And each of the stars is a red dwarf. So actually a very small sort of star system, all things considered. But there's only one planet and that planet, as Zygen, you know, at her science station scans it and says, Well, sirs, I can confidently say that that Class Y planet there is definitely the source of the Zygenium. In fact, I can say that uh, about 75% of the surface is Zygenium. Oh, boy. Um, are th Do you think that these objects have been ejected from the planet or uh, one moment sir and she shifts shifts the screen so that you actually see the planet in question and what you see is something like mars but instead of mars's sort of red color it's more of that azure slash um royal blue uh that you're seeing and you're also noticing that there are again sort of these bismuth like uh jutting out from the surface and for you to be able to even recognize that from orbit or from the star system, 
these are big, like not out into the atmosphere big, but still like a Great Wall of China size, if you're following the example. Um, But as you sort of look at this planet on the view screen, what you notice is that one of the taller structures of the crystal actually seemed to be not firing off, but seemed to be emitting some form of a gas uh, out into the atmosphere. Like a volcano or geyser, maybe? or uh, Exactly, yeah. I think a geyser would probably be the better instance rather than a volcano. Wow, that is pretty. Yeah. I don't think I've like. seen anything like this in any of my travels. Uh, Helm, Ensign, carefully take us closer. Um, Standard orbit, sir. A little higher than standard orbit, if you don't mind, Ensign. When I, I hear I, his voice over the uh, the comm channel, I, I go strap on, hold on to something. Well, now that you've tempted fate, somebody's going to have to roll uh, for Ensign Ricky. Um, good news, though. Technically, Ensign Ricky getting activated. You can mess with him a little bit. You can give him a focus. You can give him a talent. You can up one of his scores of attributes or disciplines. Um, I would recommend probably giving him another focus. If he doesn't already have helm operation, he definitely he has should it. have it. Oh, I was going to give him, uh, like, you know, coming up with new uh, piloting maneuvers. Uh, what Astronomy. What would be a good way of saying that? Animal um, husbandry. Animal husbandry. Animal husbandry. No. There you go. <laughs> uh, Astrogation. Astrogation uh, is decent. Uh flight theory or something i don't know what you would call it uh astro navigation i think is how we put it okay okie dokie astro navigation and yeah whoever feels uh daring for ensign ricky go ahead and give me a uh control difficulty of one and it is a control helm or control con diff one diff one yep 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 and ship engines con engines con you got it Okay, so you failed, but no complications. So I got to figure out how Ensign Ricky manages this. I don't think I know. So Ensign Ricky puts in the commands, and he pushes forward the throttle just a little bit, and the ship isn't moving. And Ensign Ricky looks back at the controls, taps a few buttons, and pushes the throttle again. <laughs> Nothing happens. And he does this um, a third time, and then he turns to the captain and goes, Sir, I believe that damage control drill earlier may have short-circuited my station. All right. Um, Transfer helm controls to station two over on the side here. Do you you want want me to go to that station, sir? Or I can take it at the I can take it at the engineering console. Either way. Ricky gets up and goes to station two, yeah. <laughs> and then and then I'm gonna go Commander AC, I think we need a um, console reboot for helm. Just, uh, just loading my theme, sir. One second. Green, move this over here, put the clock widget. Okay. I actually think I I've actually got a decent uh, or a, a, a fun reason for why this is still the why 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 it's not working. His console's st- Still configured for the simulator training that uh, <laughs> that uh, XO That's was perfect. putting him through. We're getting he hailed by the co- we're getting hailed by off. a ship called the Kobayashi Maru, sir. I don't know how they got here without us noticing. Mm. Um, sir, we'll t- 
we'll talk about this console at a later date. Thank you, Commander. It, it should be functioning normally now. Oh, okay. Uh, should should I try again now, sir, to move us closer to the planet? Yes, Ensign. Same roll. Same roll. Perform the task. Surely you can't roll three focus. complications. Surely. Surely. Kabow. Oh, there oh, you go. There's that. three successes, actually. Very nice. You get two momentum back. And yeah, hey. Ensign Ricky, you can uh, park the ship in orbit wherever you like. And again, just as a reminder, the beauty of the Walker class is that the bridge is on the uh, underside of the saucers. So when you look down through the transparent aluminum sections of the bridge, you can see the planet in all its uh, splendor and glory. All right, sir. We are in a stable orbit around the unidentified planet, sir. Thank you, Ensign. Good job. Thank you, sir. Um, I, uh, I, I understand that your console is working again. Please resume your station and log out of station two. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let me just delete my cookies. Okay, cool. I think Zygen leans over to Commander Cole and goes, do we, do we get in more simulator time for this? I'm not sure. I figure out how to do a simulator of a simulator. <laughs> wheels within wheels. Imagine if you had a room where you could set it up with holographic training. Like like a holodeck, sir? Yeah, yeah, something like that, but I don't know. Maybe not a whole deck. Yeah, huh. just, you know, a good Got size room. <clears throat> infinite walls and infinite distances inside. It's, Can you imagine how large the ship would have to be in order to... In order yeah, to, to, yeah that, that would just be profligate waste of space. Yeah. yeah. But it's an interesting hypothesis all the same, sir. Yeah, but it would probably be misused. Oh, know, tremendously so. Oh, certainly. And possibly addictive, even. Hmm. Probably best we just forget about that. Yeah. And as you all are joking about the holiday. tried experiments. I'm just going to put them on a desktop simulator, totally separated from any system. And as we're all joking about holodecks, um, actually Zygen's console begins beeping and she taps a few buttons and says, well, this is interesting, sir. Um, remember how you asked, uh, I believe it was, was it Commander Cole that asked earlier about if, uh, or no, sorry, it was Dr. Early who was uh, asking if it uh, went to the Universal Translator? Well, the Universal Translator is now giving me a single word. And oh. it's coming from that geyser. Oh, what is it, Lieutenant? Uh, playing it through speakers now, sir. And what you hear over the speakers at first is, I don't know if any of you have actually ever been to Yellowstone or been to, you know, like a, a hot spring or a geyser, but it's almost the sound of pressurized hot water. So it's mixed with steam and it's mixed with almost like a super soaker. I think everyone here has probably played with super soaker. Um, but it's kind of like a steaming super soaker noise. And then the Universal Translator shifts that kind of bubbling water a little bit, and you hear the one word of hello. <gasps> wow. Oh, my. <clears throat> oh. That is very cool. Well, clearly we are dealing with an intelligence. Sir, this is... I mean, this can't be right. If, Sir, I think the planet's alive. The whole planet. That's the only way I can explain the geyser giving off such a response, sir. 
Well, um, and is it one organism? Well, it's um, it's an entire ecosystem, from what I'm able to tell, sir. Of course, I can't qualify the specific flora and fauna, but it's it's almost as if uh, there's a great symbiotic environment down there. Hmm. Interesting. Dang. I like the sound of that. Well, keep running scans and um, open hailing frequencies, I suppose. This is officially a strange new world. This Mm. is... uh, All right. (laughs) Con con reports that a hailing frequency is open. Um, Hello, this is Captain Thalen of the Starship Drake. Is that all you're going to say? That's what I'm going to say for this point. Yeah. So give me a presence command, difficulty of two, and the ship will assist you with a, let's call it a communications in command, because that's never been used before. Would composure work here? I'd give it to you, sure. Drake's assisting you there. Then Thalen, you got another one. So you succeed. No extra momentum, but you do succeed. And the geyser begins uh, pulsating. So it kind of shoots off for a little bit, stops, shoots off for a little bit, etc., etc. Not quite like Morse code, but again, it is now being able to translate by the Universal Translator. And, quote-unquote, the planet uh, reports, have you come to visit the garden? Uh, the Garden? Yes, the Garden of Eden. And that's where we're going to take our five to ten minute break because I'm an asshole. We'll be back shortly, everybody. <laughs> Stick around. Or even tell you to fix something. Yeah. All right, gents, we're back live, and welcome back to part two of session three of Star Trek Drake. If you're just joining us, well, there's been a little bit of shenanigans along the way, but the players have supposedly found the mythical Garden of Eden, though it's not the Garden of Eden anyone was expecting. It's a crystalline planet that apparently is a single live organism with other sort of smaller life forms living on it. And this is the source of that strange... Uh, Zygenium, as the players have taken to calling it, the strange blue replicating substance that they encountered during last session. But we resume our session with the words Garden of Eden just being spoke, and how do you all react to that? I just kind of look at Commander Cole, like, as a Zindi, this doesn't have a huge meaning to me, but I've the heard heck of you it. Say. Oh, Captain, I just realized uh, you ain't from Earth. The uh, no dominant religion through uh, Earth history for quite some time, uh, various dominant religions, really, I should say, have a, a myth about this being the origin point of the human species uh, of paradise from which we were expelled because we were we acted poorly and are forbidden to return to. Huh. And it was guarded by an angelic being so they would not... The original oh. humans, Adam and Eve, would not return. Don't think it was made of crystals in any... So it should be prepared for 
the hostile guards? Possibly, but maybe it's well just a translation thing. Like the, it, that's the closest phrase they could find to what this place really is. I mean, it's very unlikely the human race originated here because we'd had to walk a really long way to get to Mesopotamia afterwards. So Nem, now asked? that you've said it, now that you've said it, Nem, give me a insight and science difficulty Ooh. of one. And if you have anything related to languages, that would apply as a focus. I do, but I'm not you. Uh, I'll tell you what, why don't we have the captain do the role? So, captain, you do the uh, okay. the uh, the reason or the insight plus science. And early can assist if you so wish. I would love to assist. Insight plus science. My linguistics come into play. I'm and assuming philosophy doesn't come into play, so yeah. Well, it has enough to... Oh, well, I mean, you know, it's... Uh, uh, let's uh, succeed at cost. I'm going to bank a. Uh, I'm going to bank another complication, and we're just going to succeed at cost here. Yeah, I was going to suggest that. So, and Peter, you know more than I do about the uh, Zindi primates, I think. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Zindi primates are... Still religious, or at least had a strong religion, if I remember they correctly? They at least had a very strong religion, at least up through Enterprise. So. Okay. So when Dr. Early says that, like maybe that's just the universal translator picking an appropriate word, you check it against the Zindi primate equivalent of the creation myth. And yeah, sure enough, whatever the name of the garden or whatever it was that the Zindi primates spawned from... That's the word that the translator used when you switch it to Zindi instead of Earth Common kind of a thing, or Federation Common, whatever the language yeah. is actually called. Federation Standard. Federation know. Standard, yeah. Interesting that you say that, Doctor. I, I ran it back through the translation matrix, and it does, in fact, come up with a different name in my language. It is not. It, it is the equivalent of if there's a creation myth. Huh. Well, don't that beat all? Yeah, which means we stay, may still need to worry about guardians. Well, sure, yeah. But that being said, I mean, if it's like heaven or thereabouts, then it's kind of weird that they're shooting off meteors to smash planets. Indeed. Unless that was an accident. That's what we need to find out. Um, well. I suppose we can just ask them. I'm going to have to email my preacher. Whew. Have we got any readout on what's actually being ejected out of the geysers? Uh, believe it or not, xenon gas. Okay. No fragments like we've been tracking and marking? Um, there's a few bits of, par of particles in it, but nothing to the, the size of the big chunks that you have marked so far. Uh, Lieutenant Zijin, yes. Um, if you would backtrack the trajectory of the closest um, asteroid and see if it would meet the orbit of this planet with a point of uh, contact with the geyser's peak. Working, sir. Yes, sir. I can confirm that uh, the geysers were the propellant or the... I guess you would call it a docking point for the asteroids as they formed. At least that's my theory looking at this data. That theory makes sense. It's what I was thinking. Okay. Um, 
Any objections to me further asking the intelligence? What's going on? It might be the only way to find out. Well, yeah, on the contrary, I'd object if us not carrying on this dialogue. This is a uh, dang hey. weird. Well, all right, I will open hailing frequencies again or open a channel. Already talked to channel's still open. They just muted it appropriately. Oh, good. I killed Jess. Turn off the whole music. Right. <laughs> um, just because I'm forgetting, did we get a name? No, nope, from no name. the being. Okay. Uh, this is com- this is Captain Thalen from the Drake again. Um, may I ask how I should address you? And the Universal Translator works for a moment, and the word you get back is Bob, literally Bob. I'm just gonna look at the commander. <laughs> His name's Bob. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that don't beat all. Okay. Um, well, Bob, um, we've found some rocks flying through space that look a lot like they came from your planet. Um, do you know anything about them? Like where they came from? Like, are you sending them and why are you sending them? And as I answer that real quick, if any of you were to check the Universal Translator, the same thing that happened with Garden of Eden, it literally just translated to the most common name of Bob. So whatever your equivalent language, like if you're French, it's like a Xavier Jean- or, or something like that, or a Jean-Luc or something. Um, whatever the common language is, it just, that's what the name comes out. Um, but Bob, quote unquote, replies, well, yes, those are the emissaries meant to spread the garden. Also, yes, Lone Squiff got it in chat. Planet Bob is indeed a Titan A crossover. Good job. You feed it out. <laughs> um, emissaries to spread the garden. Correct. So you wish to bring the garden to other places. Correct. Um what would what what do the emiss what what are the emissaries planning to do when they meet another planet? Like what's the plan? Well they are to seed the worlds and provide a venue for life. What if there are other beings already on this planet. Like, for instance, myself, I can't um, live on the surface of uh, the emissary or the or the planet here. I'm sorry, I do not understand the question. Do you know about life that is different from you? You are the first we have encountered. Okay. Uh-oh. Um, well, then I will tell you that we are 
different in a way that what is healthy for you is not healthy for us. It can hurt us. Uh, and that's going to be one of the complications is you say that and then the tone of the Bob gets a little bit more concerned, a little bit hesitant and says, why would you wish to harm us? So basically a translation error is what I'm getting oh. at here. Ooh. Oh, oh boy. Um, no, I, I don't mean that we wish to do anything. Um, How do I rephrase this? Well, it's funny you ask that because I'm actually going to turn to Lieutenant Commander AC. So I don't think you have a specific focus in Universal Translators, but you have, I, I, would it be fair for me to say you have a knowledge of how it works? Yes. It's a computer and I specialize in computers. Yes. And that's why I thought of you when, when this came up. So what you could do here, and I'm doing this because it actually occurred to me a few moments ago, you could do an extended task here to reconfigure or sort of realign the universal translator to prevent the translation errors, if you so wished. But sure. it's going to be a timed thing. And what I'm going to say is that you basically have six intervals of time. And for anyone watching, we're, this is the extended task rules, and it's going to be a little bit complicated, but stick with me as I explain it. So basically, you have six intervals of time in which to complete your task before the planet thinks that you're here to kill it and something bad happens. Um, every attempt you make at an extended task takes two intervals of time unless you spend one momentum before the roll to make it one interval of time. So just wanted that to be clear up front. Now, how does an extended task work? Well, basically an extended task is you roll like normal against a, a difficulty. And if you succeed, you then roll a number of challenge dice to see how much work is actually done. So there's, there's what is known as a work track or kind of a, you need to do this much work to succeed kind of a thing. And much like Starship Combat, there is that sort of rule of five, where if you do five or more work in a single task, mm. um, you get a breakthrough, which lowers the difficulty, makes it easier for you to succeed. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you have a Miracle Worker, correct? Yes. All right. So for Miracle Worker, um, side note for any GM out there, if your engineer has Miracle Worker, let them use it. They love it. For Miracle Worker, every breakthrough you succeed at, you actually succeed twice as hard. So you basically take the difficulty down by two every time you succeed on a breakthrough, if you're following me. Um, but it'll probably make more sense once we start rolling. Mm -hmm. So the rolling here is going to start off with a daring and engineering. The starting difficulty will be a four. And let's just see what happens. Can I ask All a right. quick question while he's pulling together dice? Sure. Um, can early assist is there a way he can assist with the negotiation diplomacy uh, diplomacy situation with the captain um oh. i mean he's got a he's got a unique psychiatric uh, insight into other creatures and uh he has diplomacy as a focus and i was just wondering if i could maybe like make deanna troy-esque suggestions as we go as like this oh, yeah. creature may be motivated in this way or something yeah i like it i like it and what we'll do is that every two intervals of time that pass we'll go back to the captain and dr early and commander cole so that you three can interact with bob Assuming, of course, AC doesn't just blow the thing out of the water in two minutes kind of a thing. 
Is that diff fork total to complete the work track or diff four to progress the work track? That is to start the work track. Okay. We have a so fair bit pay. of momentum. I was gonna yeah, say, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna spend at least, you yep. gonna spend all of it? Well, no, I'll leave one. Okay, so you would have to give me five momentum and one threat to roll five dice here, just so you know. Right, no, I'm, I'm rolling four dice here. Okay, so if it's four dice, then you're only down to three momentum, I believe. Oh, okay. All right. And of course, if you roll a complication here, well... <laughs> I'm going to roll four complications. Yeah. That's why well, I... Well, at that point, it's literally... Off the, of the, the, the universal box. translator just changes every word to Ricky. Ricky, 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 Ricky. <clears throat> Who is this Ricky you speak of? Yeah, who is this Ricky? Would the ship help at all? Uh, tell you what, yeah. The ship can assist with a uh, communications and engineering, I think, will help here. Remember, the ship always has a focus. Do see three from AC, and there's the fourth one you need. Yes. All right. So now's where you roll those challenge dice against the work track. So what is your engineering score? Is it a five? Five. All right, so you are going to roll seven challenge dice. And the way you do that is you perform challenge on the mm -hmm. sheet, and you put in seven, and we just see how much you roll. All right, so right now you have four work done, and you have the option of spending one momentum to do one additional work and get you over that five, or you could spend the one momentum to re-roll as many of the blanks as you wish, or as many of the dice. But as you just pointed out, you have nick of time. So since those are three effects, that actually means that you are at seven successes currently. Now that said, the work track is only a 12. So if you feel really lucky, you could spend a momentum to reroll those blanks and try to get even more. Before we do, what is a breakthrough? Since so a I breakthrough. So a breakthrough is when you either complete the work track or you do five or more work in a single mm -hmm. attempt. So right now you already have one breakthrough and another breakthrough. So two total breakthroughs, thanks to your miracle worker talent. And you need, let's say three to complete the task completely. Yeah, I'll spend a momentum to reroll the three challenge dice. Okay, let's see what happens. You, you <laughs> nail it. Oh so so I just want to paint a picture for a little bit here. So, uh, AC, are you on the bridge or are you in main engineering right now? I'm, I'm on the bridge at the, okay. at the, the bridge sure. engineering console. So it's one of those things where you just kind of look as the captain is, you know, kind of flubbing over their words and trying to, you know, backtrack. You open up a panel, you switch a few chips, you cross a few wires, you close the panel back up, and you're done. Like, literally within 30 seconds, you're done. <laughs> Sir, let me let me um, see if I can optimize the the uh, translation matrix for you. That would be helpful. Click, click, click. <laughs> Did I mention I used to teach a course on this at the academy? No. They brought me in for just that. That fella for the job. That's. I'm sorry, right. sir. D don't let me interrupt. <laughs> We're putting something in your file for this. That That's very good. Um, Took longer to get his tools out than to actually fix it. Yeah. All right. 
Well, uh, let me try to re-explain this to Bob. So, Bob, no, we're not trying to harm you. I'm saying that the emissaries could harm us. And at that moment, there is a automatic yellow alert, so shields do get raised, but... Uh, Ensign Ricky reports, uh, sir, they're, uh, they're scanning us. Okay, let's let them, we scanned them too, so turnabout's fair play. Scan goes across the ship, and, uh, Bob replies, ah, your atmosphere is different than ours. Yes, yes it is. Drastically. Are Are any of the current emissaries headed towards populated worlds yes most of them are one we actually moved because it was headed towards a populated world uh, I send a text message to the captain text only or something uh, like to his, his chair I suppose mm-hmm. uh, we don't necessarily know that we've actually spotted all of them there could be a lot more than just the, the yeah, five we've found so far true. well there's five that we've seen of the emissaries. I don't know how many you've been sending. Um, At current count, 23 are active. 23. Mm -hmm. Oh. Well, I only know about the five. We moved one because it was going to hit. It was going to um, change a um, populated system. Um, And the four that we have marked, which I think we can send you information on, are also headed to systems that we know are populated by those like us. So if there's any way to redirect them. Give me, because I think this I think this requires a role just to really convince Bob. Um, yeah. Why don't you give me a presence command? And early Who's... assisting, you can do a presence medicine. Would um, composure or I'd give you composure again or diplomacy. I could give you diplomacy or negotiation. Yeah, I, don't have, I don't have either of those, unfortunately. Mm. Um, I mean, I can give you composure. Composure is enough, I think. Though I think um, I am going to set the difficulty at a five. I think a five difficulty is appropriate here. Could I assist by packaging what we know about the the paths of these various? Um, these various um, emissaries. emissaries into a uh, an easily digestible, basically PowerPoint to show what we're talking about. I would say that you're going to have to ask Doctor Early because it's you can only have really the one oh, person assisting you, so it. it's either going to be Doctor Early or Lieutenant Commander AC. So it could be no, either of you. Really. Definitely the doctor. What what I'll say is, um, um, Captain, just any intelligence even if it doesn't if even if it's biologically distinct from us is going to have things it wants and things it wants to avoid i bet you we could leverage the fact that we've got tons of star charts including where we can find uninhabited planets as a carrot to offer say you know hey don't don't send a bajor but hey here's another planet nearby you could go to right can uh, we yeah the, just to, sorry to jump in can we ask it what it is looking for so that we can yeah. send them, yeah, to planets yeah. that are extremely suitable. Yeah, right, so I can. I'll add that to what I'm saying. My, my role is pr- pr- presence plus medicine. 
presence plus medicine mm -hmm. with uh i'm assuming diplomacy and psychiatry both are relatively most definitely would apply yep um can i use a momentum to give me three dice sure i believe it and i have something for you in a moment commander cole if it hasn't already occurred to you but let's see what the roll is all right so that is only three total successes out of five so at the moment, uh, Captain, you could spend determination to re-roll as many dice as you wish, but unfortunately, to get the two auto success, you have backup plan. Okay, here we go. So, let's see. When an ally fails a task, you may add one point to the group's momentum pool. Okay, so you would get one momentum back here. And yeah. uh, tell us about this backup plan. What, uh, what happens, Commander Cole? You're also muted, as is tradition translator messed him over <laughs> that's it we fixed the one and we shut mine off mm. um leveraging off of what ac was talking about with his uh powerpoints mm -hmm. figured a way to send those down to amplify what um the uh captain's doing okay so with that i'm gonna let this succeed at cost so there's gonna be a complication and I think the complication is going to be that the planet responds, I am able to redirect some of the emissaries, but others will require a forceful redirection. I was very worried he was going to say that. Now, the other thing, real quick, if this hasn't already occurred to you, Sunbay, is that based on what you've learned about the substance, the Zygenium, do you really want more planets of that just propagating? Yeah, I was going to bring that up to the captain. We had a quiet moment. Mm. Well, I just wanted to highlight that based on your values. I just wanted to highlight that idea. But when we are on a mute, look over and make sure we're Yeah, you're muted. on mute, Cap uh, the, uh, the ensign nods. At least someone is besides me this time. Um, Captain, we don't, do we really want to have more of this going out? No idea how long, once it seeds the planet, it can be back up and running to send out even more spores. These are only 23 that we know that it currently has sent, has it sent any in the past, before the 23 that are still out there. Respectfully, sir, we, don't we have decades? even centuries in some cases before these become urgent concerns. Well, not I mean, to we, mention, we, not our business to tell people they can't colonize new worlds. Right. The, the we, fleet could send ambassadors, uh, contact teams. True, but we're not, when we send ambassadors or, or emissaries, we're not changing the environment overriding what's already there because what's to say it, it's overwrite something else that should be would naturally evolve from that that no, no, I, mean, I mean fleet could send ambassadors and oh. contact teams here true to to discover more about i mean the 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 federation takes all kinds but you make a good point there commander i wonder if there needs to be some sort of like interplanetary terraforming regulation because i mean right now there's nothing to stop the you know vulcans from turning venus into new vulcan and i mean that may be a good thing it may be a bad thing uh 
It would hmm. be quite the feat of scientific engineering. Well, it seems like uh, Eden or Bob over here has really got uh, a lot of confidence that his methods will work. True. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, we got to send ambassadors. I guess we got to send lawyers too. <laughs> but the best thing is if we can no. continue to drag out from him more of what he is looking for from the military side we would potentially learn where he's going and possibly learn more weaknesses yeah i fully endorse that not to mention he's just super peculiar and i want to hear everything about him Last yeah, story. He's very bob. helpful right now yeah why did he call bob of all things did he, like, name. did he get like a late 20th century phone book and just pick the most common name or? guess it would be muhammad then huh I wonder if this is really the first or if this is a created this is a garden of eden created by an earlier garden of eden an earlier creator exactly is, that the, the, the name is bob because he's not particularly unique among yeah, his species. Like a species of living planets or it could be In, like alphabetical like the last one was called alice yeah then Carol and Ted. Man, you could spend your whole life just talking to Bob and finding out all sorts of cool questions to ask. But I suppose we should start with whether or not he, you know, is going to continue his plan to kill all life on several planets. And if he is in contact with those other fragments, if they can communicate. Besides, he can just change direction. Doesn't mean he can communicate with them. Yeah. And... Okay. In the meantime, uh, Lieutenant Zijin, do we have, this is logged as a class Y planet. When, what do we know about it from the last time it was surveyed? Was it ever surveyed or was it just long distance? Uh, this is actually the uh, first time anyone's looked this way, sir. I mean, space is fairly large, uh, but I think I know where you're going with this, sir. Are you looking for similar class Ys that we could give Bob? Possibly that, but also, how long? I, I want. I'm trying to see if if uh, Bob's existence here is new, or if there is an underlying. If if we can tell what the planet was pre Bob, you're wondering if the terraforming process happened over the course of like a week, and we're you know looking at some sort of exponential spread, right? Or a hundred years? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Zaijin says she's going to work on it and she's going to do her own extended task yes. on the side, but we're not going to actually roll for her quite right. yet. We're just going to say it's taking time for her to do this. Okay. Well, Cam, mm -hmm. I'm sorry to, that we all gave you about eight paragraphs of things we got to ask, but <laughs> we have every confidence you're going to kick butt. One more to add to that list, sir. Has anybody else been here to visit? Well, we do know that we're the first ones like us. Yeah. That doesn't no, potentially negate, Romulans or it doesn't negate the Tholians which would be possibly a a life form that could maybe get along with something like this can you Good imagine point. if they have control of this or Romulans have control and start telling you to send I can imagine directly at our planets I can imagine either of those empires being problematic having an ally like this or technology similar to this Tholians especially 
just because their atmospheres are so different. The Romulans would definitely put it to poor use, but okay. All right, Captain well... Thalen. Before you go any further, that idea that has just been spoken. It makes you think about the locations of the planets that have been highlighted thus far. Kate, Ryza, etc. And if you would like me to give you a hint, you may roll an insight and a con at a difficulty of two. And anything related to astro-navigation would apply here. Which I, here. in fact, have astro-navigation. Um, so you have three momentum by my count. Let's use one to get another die. Okay. Just because I tend to roll very badly. <laughs> well, don't jinx yourself. Um, See, look at that. You rolled five successes. That is amazing. In fact, you're now capped on momentum. Oof. Very nice. Yeah, Captain, now that you said that, yeah, Tholians, if they were to feed coordinates, now that you think about it, all the planets I mentioned except Bajor, they're planets that the Tholian Empire wishes they had control or territory over. Mm. Now that I think about it, Commander, there could be something to the to that idea. It, these are all planets that have some that the Tholians do stake a claim to. That muddies things. Okay, um, <sighs> Lieutenant, open a channel. Well, re unmute. Unmuted, sir. Bob. Have there been others before us? Not necessarily the. I know that we are the first like us, but have there been others that have come to uh, meet you? And since AC did do his miracle working on the communicator, I'm not going to have you roll to see if the point gets across. Uh, Bob replies, we were visited by a spider-like orange crystalline species before. I believe they called themselves the Tholians. Ah. Did the Tholians give you guidance on where to send your emissaries? Uh, yes, they highlighted 23 potential candidates, which is where the 23 emissaries are currently headed. Sir, I think it might behoove us to keep a good grip on how we inform this uh, inform Bob that the Tholians misled it um, I don't want it I don't want Bob or I personally do not think it would be good for the Federation if uh, Bob thought that the Tholians just made an honest mistake so I should impress on Bob that the Tholians potentially had malicious intent I mean, unless we can think of a very compelling reason not to believe that they did, we can probably simply say they did They did have malicious intent. I mean, the odds of them just, what, incidentally picking out of all of the uh, quadrant 23 planets that are all targets of their imperial expansion? Oof. I wonder... Bob, would you be willing to share with us what those candidates were? if you have that the coordinates still and the yeoman at con reports uh we've got 23 coordinates sir sidejin run a quick cross-reference or I can confirm or doctor that... run a quick cross or i can uh, since Sajin's busy 
Yeah, I was excited. It's like I, I could do it, sir, but uh, kind of busy here. Um, since we're near the end of the session, you already have six momentum. I don't think a roll is going to be really required here. Um, yeah, pretty much every single coordinate is a Federation world that is either on the border of Tholian space or is a quote-unquote claim territory by the Tholians before the Federation stake their claim in forced lines, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Bunch of low-down snakes in the grass, sir. Definitely were. And it's at that point that Zijin finishes her extended task and says, Um, sirs, you remember the whole thing that caused the Tholians to attack earlier? Like, way back when the ship launched? That yeah, chroniton, chroniton reading? Yeah, yeah. Articles. You're not going to believe this, but uh, I believe that this Zygenium is capable of putting off that sort of chroniton radiation if exposed to certain substances. Such as the treatment for the flu that was uh, stored in the same shuttle bay? That is correct, sir. I Honestly, looking back at the logs, I couldn't tell you why this Zygenium would be on that freighter, but now that I know to look for it, yeah, it's there. So they were trying... Right, Talon. Yeah. By chance. Trying to milk the system to make some type of chroniton... I by chance, did the Tholians place the Zygenium on the freighter? I, it's certainly possible, sir, but I couldn't speak as to why. Well, they've obviously attacked 23 worlds full of billions of souls, so... Commander Cole, since you're the security guy here... I'm going to let you in on a little secret that uh, the Tholians are all about misdirection. I mean, they're not Romulan level, but when it comes to territory, they're a little bit uh, conniving, if you will. So um, is it possible for them that, to start their own incident? Probably. Is it correct? You don't know for sure. Manufacturing a, a Gulf of Tonkin type of thing where they... Uh, they get to start shooting at us, but they've got plausible excuse for how they were protecting the galaxy's timeline or whatever, yeah. or we started it somehow. And they do play the long game. So these things taking 600 years to reach Vajor is nothing for what they look at as long as they get their end goal. Oof, that is low, low. We also don't want to start a diplomatic incident, I figure, right? Because it's, it's infinitely deniable. Exactly. Hmm. Okay. Well, now we have. Now we have to tell Bob some of this. Not everything, obviously. At the very least, I think Bob needs to. It would be disrespectful of us not to let Bob know that the Tholians are manipulating him, and they ain't to be trusted. So. Um, Unmute the channel. Find, are there any Tholians on planet? Can we do a scan? Yeah, yeah Zijin does a quick scan and does say that no Tholians are on the planet or within the solar system. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Um, reopen the channel. Um, hmm. Bob, we uh, we looked at the the candidates that the Tholians uh, suggested to you, and um, it would appear that all of them are. Um, inhabited worlds of 
those like us who would be harmed. Um, and we have reason to believe that the Tholians did this on purpose to manipulate you to help with their own plans. I do not understand. Why would Tholians not speak the truth? And you can sort of sense, at least on Dr. Early's side, there's kind of that childhood naivete of telling a child that you can lie and a child not understanding what a lie is. In theory, this is some sort of gestalt consciousness, sir, or at least a society that we would characterize as extraordinarily cooperative. They almost certainly have very little concept of intrigue, manipulation, okay. or deception. Bob, it's have you really ever sad. Um, imagined something that is different than how it is? In what way? Like, say you imagine what it would be if your star was two instead of three. I have thought about it now, and I conclude that it would be not as bright. True. Now let's say the Tholians, they think about the star being two instead of three, and then they leave here, and then they tell someone that it is two instead of three. I, I, I see you're going with this. And this is probably going to be the role of tonight's game. It's going to be another presence command, difficulty of five. You have six momentum. I recommend spending all of Can it. Can I assist with the psychiatry? You may assist again yeah. with your presence medicine. Would my linguistics I, help here? It would, yep. Because, again, you're kind of trying to find the right words to use here. Okay. Um, well, I will use however many... Oh, we got six. Burn six. Yeah, I'll say let's, you've got six. I say use it. Also, just a five die pool. You get to see this. So, does that give me a, how many dice? Does five that give total. Me? Five total. Okay. Let's let's see. Let's do this. Five five complications. And you actually yeah. end up with a grand total of seven successes. So Bob gets where you're going at, and Bob says, "I see. So the Tholians wish others to think that it is two, not three. Yes." This is so, a new concept for us. It is not a concept that I wish were the case, but unfortunately, there are many others that use this concept to take advantage of some like you and some like us. I will tell the emissaries I am in contact with to divert. We appreciate that tremendously. Is there any message that we can take to the other emissaries that you are not able to reach at the time, at this moment, to redirect? I will transmit a signal you can use to cause them to redirect when they receive it. Thank you, Bob. Can we provide you with places, with potential places that they could go because the I mean, obviously, I'd have to speak with, with our leaders. But yeah, I mean, all 23 of those uh, emissaries of yours are headed towards places that we've already mapped out, so we know quite a bit about the planets that way. 
Well, if I would have new coordinates to redirect, it would save on the resource costs it took to create the emissaries. I will I will see what I can do with talking to our leaders to see where we can help the emissaries go. Um, Bob, would you be willing to speak further with a emissary of our people? I believe that is appropriate. Excellent. Then I will see it. I will again speak to our leaders and see if we can send an emissary to learn what we can from each other. This is very acceptable. Thank you, Bob. And then the communication just ends. Nicely done, sir. Nicely done. Thalen just kind of sags in the command chair. That's well done, sir. Can you imagine the innocence of a being that thinks of itself as the, the Garden of Eden and then not even having the notion that someone might be telling it something that ain't true or that's self-serving? Yes. It's so tragic. It's it's a good thing the Tholians hadn't had their hooks in him forever, you know, for, I, for I, generations. I can relate to something being... I can relate to a, a people being taken care of of a power with ulterior motives. I'm almost afraid to leave it. I just feel bad for him. But, I mean, well, he's learned his first lesson in uh, galactic intrigue. It's all going to be, you know, a journey from here. One question we should have the future ambassadorial team to look into is has it always seen itself as the garden and the hub of life in the universe right. or did the Tholians feed it that idea so it would send out spores oh that's a good point that is, that is an excellent question I'm going to have been dripping poison in Bob's ear for some time to look at the long con yeah well um I think that we should probably place a subspace buoy outside of the um, outside of the system for, uh, well, subspace transceiver array, so that we can potentially keep in touch with Bob, or at least allow Starfleet to reach Bob without having to and wait as long as getting a ship out here. Bob seems intelligent enough to understand that we do something like that, and we should. Probably let him know what we're doing. Oh yes, I, I maintain I would, our yeah. openness and honesty with it, so he doesn't come to distrust yeah. us. Yes, yeah. so I, I would let Bob know before we do that, but I'm I'm thinking that that good. would be a good idea. No, that's a good call, sir. Good call. Yeah. Oof. I just cannot conceive of how how disastrous it would have been if we hadn't found out about uh them emissaries or found a way to get them diverted. Goodness. Yeah. Poor thing would have been genocidal and wouldn't even known it. And the Thulians could have also returned and said, and if we had managed to stop any of them, and oh look, the poor Federation destroyed your your emissaries. Started a war with somebody who didn't even have a concept of what violence was, probably. Yeah. And I'm sure they would explain it in the worst way possible to make us to make it as horrible as as they could. Very true. Oof, goodness. Well, I'm glad that explains so much. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of fascinated by the ability that Zygenium has to absorb energy, though. I mean, think about if you could, like, make a starship hull out of it or something. Or, oh, that could be uh, interesting. Use it to put out fires or, you know, reactor explosions as an emergency material. The radiation. Perhaps on further 
discussion with Bob, we could work on refining the material. Not not like in the chemical sense, but um, making it more specific to a use. And in exchange, we can great. Yeah, we could teach him how to communicate in a way that uses less energy than an actual eruption every time you get a season. Yeah, we could probably other share other cultural aspects like cluster gumbo. Oh yeah, I got to convert face palms a little bit. I didn't think <laughs> just I not didn't the think lobster chickens was going to do it for me, but groups uh, in the pudding. I think the smell is almost gone, sir. Ensign Ricky turns. Wait. It was lobster gumbo. It wasn't a damage control team. That was a damage control team. Get back to the simulation. Hi, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we'll zoom out of the underside of the bridge as you're floating above the planet, Bob. And that's where we're in tonight's session. So yeah, what'd you guys think? I, I know we actually went a little bit uh, closer to time, but uh, everybody feel good about that one? Woo! Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I really good. Like that one. Cool. <laughs> oh. Planet Bob. Got tense there for a minute. We're like trying, like, yeah. oh no, mm. what's going on? Yeah, I wanted to. I was expecting him to be like, "You're not really life. I can, I can terraform you. It doesn't yeah. matter." Well, it, <laughs> it yeah, was, a lot of key things happen there in your favor. I mean, obviously, AC just absolutely yeah. annihilating that extended task, which is what he is designed to do. Crunch, um, yeah. Definitely helped you quite a bit. Um, but yeah, um, I'm happy to see here that uh, Bob went over well. And uh, maybe you'll uh, maybe you'll see Bob uh, maybe in a Showa Station game here in the future. But yeah, uh, yeah. for now, this is where I'm going to end the recording for YouTube. So Twitch, stick around because we're going to raid somebody. But YouTube, we'll see you later. Bye bye.